Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs-Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. What part of your health journey is most challenging? Is it the actual effort of sticking to a plan? The cooking and the meal planning? The exercise routine? Not enough time for everything you think you need to do? Or the confusion of it all? If you said yes to any of these obstacles, then keep listening to learn how you can smash these problems just by checking your email. You check your email inbox every day already, but what if checking your inbox brought you better health instead of the stress it sometimes can bring? Well, I have news for you. You can improve your health, get a jump start on improving your health conditions, and start to feel like a better version of you just by checking your email inbox over the next five days when you join the free Nourish and Flourish five-day challenge. You'll get health tips, actionable videos, a goal and habit tracker, and healthy recipes every day for five days. Better health is the best investment you'll ever make, and this is only a small investment of your time. You have nothing to lose but everything to gain. The Nourish and Flourish five-day challenge was designed to set the foundation for healthy habits for life. Say yes to yourself today and sign up now at drshayla.com forward slash NF challenge. I'll also place these details in the show notes. The essence of health is in you. See you in your inbox. On today's episode of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, I have a special guest, Marissa Axel. Marissa Axel is the founder and CEO of AXN Fitness and Coaching, helping her peri postmenopausal athletes become badass cyclists by showing them how to become stronger, ride further, faster, and reclaim their mojo, all while training less. Marissa has been coaching and personal training with athletes since 2008. She's a Category 1 cyclist and holds an undergraduate degree in biological sciences from Williamette University. She holds certifications for nutrition, coaching, personal training, and retool bike fit. Since reading Roar by Dr. Stacey Sims over six years ago, Marissa is on a mission to make sure women over 40 learn the new rules for training and achieving cycling goals. Welcome to the podcast, Marissa. I am so excited to have this discussion with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're just going to dive right in and I'm going to have you just share with us a bit of your story. What inspired you to found AXN Fitness and Coaching? Yeah, so I, um, the brief version in 2016, I started, um, previous to that, I was a cycling coach as well, but also doing in, in-person cycling classes, working for other people. And in 2016, myself and a friend, uh, became business partners and opened a indoor cycling and strength training gym in San Francisco and uh, all of the things that go along with that. So I was your 6 a.m. instructor. I was the person writing the emails and you can see where this is going, right? I got burnt <laughs> out. Burnout, <laughs> all yes. of the things. 
So around 2019, I, I realized um, that something had to change. I didn't realize I was burnt out, but something had to change. I had the hard conversations. I made the change and I left that business partnership and relaunched my, my business, um, AXN Fitness. I, I pronounce it like action fitness because uh, that's the most important thing is to take action when you want to get towards yeah, those next that. goals. So whether it's a hard conversation or starting a new coaching program. So that, that was the goal was I wanted to be my own CEO. I wanted to found my own business and go 100% behind it instead of kind of half-assing it while also doing other things. And that kind of is my personality. Like once I have a goal, I put two feet in and I do everything to, to get there because I want to be on the start line, whether it's a bike race or you know, a business conference, I want to be on that start line, knowing that I did everything in my power to make myself have the best, whatever it is, race, conference, event, meeting. And, and that was, that was it. That's how it was born. That's awesome. I, I love that too about you, Marissa, that you're a go-getter. You know, when we first met, we we were able to just like chat forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> With so many commonalities. So yeah, I love that. And now with the, you know, the women that you coach, you coach women through um, one of those challenging life changes. Um, and yeah. so with those women over 40, when it comes to really leveling up in fitness, what are some of the common concerns that you find that those women have? Yeah. So it's all started with me, which I guess goes back to your first question was I was struggling and I didn't know why. And like certain things would happen and I just... I couldn't figure it out. So I went back to, I'd read Roar in 2016. So before my forties, then I literally hit 40 and was like, I am struggling to get out of bed. Whereas I was always the go-getter, the super energetic one. I was struggling to even stay awake during the day. I really thought I was sick. Like there was a lot going on and it turned out, I didn't know anything that perimenopause was a thing. And so, of course, through lots of research, because of my background being in science, like I want to read all of the information. And so I started with uh, Dr. Sims and Roar. I've read a ton of other things by other women as well. But there's a movement, y'all, about talking about moving from like, first of all, naming perimenopause and letting women over 35 really know that it's going to happen soon. And then there's all these symptoms. What are you going to do about it? So it was born out of my like selfish, like, I want to keep going and doing this. And then I realized nobody knew about it. So that's where these most common concerns come from, right? Fatigue. That's a huge one. They just notice, we notice that we wake up and we're not really awake and what the hell is going on. The other big two that I really think I see day in and day out is the misconception of, well, first of all, we, we know just kind of tangentially that like body changes are going to happen. Right? right. So that means I need to get on a diet and exercise harder. And that is the biggest myth. I'm trying to be out here in these streets busting is yeah, when you, you put your, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like when you restrict your calories and exercise harder, it's going to backfire. So, um, and that, that like extends out to the latest fad diets that are out there and the latest kind of witchcraft that they're selling on TikTok or Instagram, right? Like cleanses aren't going to do it. Like it's so it's really important to me that we know that there's new rules that really affect how we can cycle or fitness train or whatever your training is. It doesn't have to just be cycling, but there's new rules that apply to you. And then all you have to do is learn them and start implementing them. But that's the hardest part, right? The second one is I 
find this again, I'm out here in these streets railing against it. And it is that rest is lazy. I'm losing fitness. And that cannot be farther from the truth, right? So as a fitness instructor, as a personal trainer, as a cycling coach or a swimming coach or a triathlon coach of what I used to do, we all know that rest is where you actually physically regenerate and get stronger and faster. And so this common conception of, I can't sit around and rest today, I have stuff to do. I kind of rail against, honestly, like the capitalist patriarchy of saying like, a busy bee is a good bee, you know, like you are inherently good if you rest, okay? You don't have to just be on and on and on. But I think that it comes to the larger like cultural discussion around women in our culture is like, we're the caretakers, right? We run the household, we do the emotional labor, and we want to be successful in your athletic field. And I'm here to say like, you need to put yourself first and rest because that's where you actually get stronger and faster. So those two, or I guess three big like misconceptions around mm -hmm. fitness are you know what I'm here to like spread, spread the word right, and just say right. like, I yeah. want, I want us to know these new rules. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. You know, food is fuel. That's one of the, you know, the common things that I say if, if mm -hmm. they've been listening to, to this podcast and that, you know, that's exactly what you're saying. Food does fuel us. And so we can't do this overly restrictive thing or that is going to feed into some of that fatigue and that stress too. And then rest. Uh, one of the common things I like analogies I like to make is, is even to babies, you know, babies sleep so much because they're in that development phase. And mm -hmm. that's what happens when we rest, we're developing, we're growing, our brain cells are, are even growing and getting stronger. And even as adults, and as we age, we still need that rest because our, our body, mm -hmm. our bodies do need that for continued health and development. So that's so yeah. true what you're saying. Yeah, a hundred percent. And if it turns out, I have a lot of I don't know, anecdotes and testimonials, but when people, when women rest, they actually get like exponentially faster on their bike because they've never experienced resting before. And they've always been tired when they're going to their events. So it's, it's, it makes my job easy. It makes me look kind of good. Cause I've, I've kind of put them on a schedule and their body's expecting rest. And then they actually perform well. I just, it makes me so happy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can believe that. And you know, the funny thing about being in the, the triathlon world, how early these races start, right? So, you know, then you're constantly training yourself because, you know, the races, you got to be there at like four or 5 a.m. Yeah. to get your stuff set up. Mm -hmm. Race starts at 6.30 most of the time, yeah. you know, through the summer months. Yeah. Um, yeah. it, it does make it sometimes hard for you to get that rest, but it's important what you're saying is to prioritize that and to fit that into your, your training plan actively. Yeah. And not only that, but talk about your fueling at 4 a.m., right? Like, right. what are you eating? Exactly. That's, <laughs> so that's, a whole, that's a whole different, I have to bring you back for that. <laughs> I, I completely concur. And I feel like most of my coaching experience is really like, you and I, like most women know how to work hard. You're like, you give me a schedule, I'll do it. Right. Yep. But we don't know what we don't know about, like we just talked about rest, but same thing. Most of what I coach people on and through is things like consistency, things like pl planning ahead for your fueling, which you talk about a lot. Um, things like your pacing, you know, and these are all things that like 
to me are not like physical, like physicality. It's more like the mental side and the preparation side and logistics, which is like a whole nother fourth sport. If you're into triathlon, it's yeah, a whole nother sport. Yeah. And so <laughs> anyway. I'm going to piggyback off of that, Melissa, and, and just ask you what role does cycling in itself play in supporting these women over 40 and achieving their overall health and fitness goals? I love that. So for me coming for, as a cycling background and a triathlon background, I'm really like I kind of just said, like we can all get our minds around the physical of that, right? There's the running, the cycling, the swimming, but then we kind of fall apart when we don't have maybe a plan for the fueling. And, and in my experience, most women, when or athletes, not just women, most people, when they go into an event on fueled, they immediately blame their fitness. I'm not strong enough. I'm not fast enough. When in reality, they're not fueled enough. So what role cycling plays is really kind of forcing you to slow down and look at what you're doing in your life in terms of fueling. Am I eating enough or am I under fueling? And I really strive to make sure women know that they're eating enough. And I'm here to say with having worked with right now in my flagship program, we've got, we've had like 67 women go through that. And I want to say 60 of them are not eating enough on a regular basis. And that's just, again, that, that pervasive, like cultural, mm-hmm. you know, be on a diet, be smaller, lose weight, or the, the desire to look like you did when you were 25, right? So there's so much disservice that we're doing by not fueling our bodies enough. So then um, the role that cycling would play in that is me asking you to fuel your body enough for these big, long days on the bike or on, you know, doing a triathlon. And when you actually fuel enough, it's this huge light bulb that goes off and this weight is lifted from their shoulders and this smile that is like permanently on their face because they felt strong. They felt like they could go forever. They had a best time. They knocked times off their all of their running, their swimming, their cycling. And that feeling of like that general self-efficacy of like, I can do freaking hard things. And I don't need to worry about dieting. So for me, it's not just the physical, but it goes into like that mental space of confidence, right? Self-efficacy. We can do hard things and we can rock them. We can slay them if I want to. And then like that, like just bleeds out to the wider community. So that's my bigger, like eye on the bigger goal is if I'm helping, you know, 70 year old women do triathlons and cut 30 minutes off their time, I'm like, how does that make them feel? And then how do their friends, family, neighbors, triathlon group look up to them and and see how much they're they're getting? And then that like bleeds out into the community. Maybe they do another community event. Maybe they inspire somebody else in their community to do something else like cool. So it kind of think about the the wider ripple effect of that. And I really ins- like hope that those athletes in all the areas of the different areas of the country or the world are, are thinking in that way. Cause when they get in there and like do the damn thing inside that event that you don't know who you're inspiring. So for me, it's like, if I can have a positive impact in their community, like whether it's, you know, they're getting out to vote or they're raising money for the women's shelter or whatever. Right. Uh, I think that, is where like we transcend and change communities. So for me, it's not just about the physical, it starts there, but it really is that snowball and ripple effect. 
Yeah, yeah. And the other, you know, thing I want to touch on is, you know, for the audience listening, uh, Marissa and I were using the term athlete, but that does not mean that you have to have done a race or you have to, you know, be a triathlete. Uh, we're talking to our Peloton cyclists out there yeah. too. We're talking, you know, to our people who maybe just like to go for a jog in the mornings. We're, we're talking yeah. to them too. You don't, athlete is just, just a term. <laughs> yeah, that's but, what I, yeah. absolutely. And I've, and I like it because it's like all encompassing. So it's covering like our women, our trans, our femme, our non-binary people, like everyone is involved as an athlete and you're an athlete. I, I stole from Dr. Sims, but like if you're training on purpose or you have a goal in mind, I'm calling you an athlete. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one -one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless, so join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. Now, so one concern that being in the, the world of endurance sports, you know, one of the concerns we always have is regarding injury, especially as we age. And so what are some of the ways that you coach their clients on for those women who are over 40 and preventing injury while they are taking on these new cycling adventures? I love that question. So um, always, always, always really important that when you start a new program that you you are like healthy and ready. So making sure we go through your health park queue and, and make sure that everything seems to be in working order. And if you are concerned, or if I do have concerns, I'm going to send a client back to their doctor just to make sure everything is peachy keen. But once they're cleared, we work in our, um, essentially I have like a three part kind of system that I want you to kind of talk with. I'll talk about that is how I coach people. So I really focus on first and foremost, preventing injury by working with strength training. And we start, if you've never strength trained before, we start at the basics with body weight strength training. And that's in order to get your tendons and your ligaments ready to accept heavier weights, as well as getting your muscles moving and working on your form. And that form is what's so important for preventing injury down the road. Um, in addition, so when you're coaching with me, like I provide some workflow videos and cueing those videos. So if your back is sore, here's what to do. Or if your knee hurts, here's what to do. And I swap in exercise and swap out exercises often because so many of us come to um, ath athletics or anything like that with like a knee injury or a back injury or I hurt my shoulder. And I'm here to say like, you can still work out, you can still do things even if you're a little injured. Another thing we get is a lot of arthritis, right? A lot of our demographic do have arthritis. And ironically, for most arthritis patients, Working through that, right? Working through that discomfort is actually what is good for the arthritis. Right. So, um, but we do make sure I live my life and 
train my athletes by the, by the moniker. If it hurts, don't do it. So please, if you're like getting into that strength training and just not feeling good, then just don't do it. Stop and let me know. Then we, that's where we kind of come into the, the swap out. So I'm using my, gosh, I don't know, like 15 years of personal training now to really just reach into that toolbox and, and provide what the clients need. Then we work right. So we're standing strong off the bike. Then we get on the bike and we pedal with power. So we're not just riding around endless miles with our friends. No, no real plan. We do have time for that. But really, when you want to have some specific goals and you want to hit those goals, we want to actually ride with a plan. So we'll do some specific drills on the bike around pedaling, whether it's becoming more efficient pedaling or we really focus on getting stronger pedaling. So we have specific drills for those and we go through that and then um Again, if, if anything feels bad, don't do it, right? Yeah. So then finally, um, I step people into customizing their program for them by doing what's called a like a training zone benchmark. So depending on how you measure yourself, whether you're using a power meter or a heart rate monitor, but we then, we figure out how does your body work best? And then we divide up into those training zones. So we make sure that as your over 40 athlete, we're really focusing on either really low intensity for those longer, longer, longer rides or really high intensity where I like to say, I want you to go breathless at least once a week. So those are kind of the beginnings of that. And then we really focus on the other side of that, which is a rest, right? So I make sure everybody focuses on minimum two to three days of active rest. So that doesn't mean we're sitting on the couch watching TV all day. No, Netflix and chilling. <laughs> right? Netflix and chill has a place. But um, I also, I provide a menu for people of just a ton of different things backed by science or um, backed by, well, most of them are backed by science or they're like traditional recovery methods. And I ask you to just try all of them, whether it's going for an easy walk in nature or even a picnic outside, like just being outside can decrease those stress hormones, anything that to decrease your stress. And then finally, when we're talking about injury and rest and recovery is fueling right after your workout. So right after strength training, right after a bike ride, you're hitting that protein and carbohydrates to actively start refueling your body and rebuilding your tissues. And that really helps you A, feel more energetic, but B, really preventing injury. So it's a balance between working hard and resting hard. And it's really important to me that folks don't tip the balance, right? If you have, you sneak in those extra workouts because you don't feel like you're doing enough, that's when we tip into injury and illness. And then finally, I have a whole training program using um, the online software trainingpeaks.com and those once you're up and running i get to monitor every single day how you're doing and i get to see the progression over the weeks and if i notice that your fatigue or um, level of tired goes below a certain threshold that's where injury and illness i know starts to crop up so it's important that we back away from that which is why i talk so much about like training and balance with rest so yeah, the last thing yeah. I'll say is, yeah, we do a rest week every three weeks rather than every four, which is the traditional. And that's really because, again, women over 40, we have to focus on physically changing our behaviors to lower our stress simply because like estrogen isn't doing it for us anymore. Right. So it's it's a lot different. It's less training, which a lot of people are very uncomfortable with at the beginning. But then they start seeing results and they're like, oh, 
okay, we could do this. Uh, so yeah, that's really important to me that again, injury is not acceptable, right? And overtraining is not acceptable. And uh, so far we've been, I would say safety record. I think I've had two people come down with injuries out of the like 65. So I really, really struggle or not struggle, but strongly recommend um, when you're working with a coach of any type that you really communicate how you feel. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I'll put on my, my doctor hat for a moment and give my PSA uh, to those listening. Definitely see your doctor before you start any training or new fitness yep. plan. If it's something, you know, you haven't been doing or if anything hurts, as Marissa said, definitely want to see your doctor beforehand to make sure you're healthy enough. There's some, you know, pre-screening tests that we can do too, uh, to make sure that you're not putting yourself at certain risk. And then, you know, if things are hurting and and you're not able to perform as you were previously, then there's some other uh, tests and workups that we can do to make sure that you're staying healthy. But the other part to that that's very important that you just talked about was having a coach. I've had a coach myself when I trained for Ironman uh, races. And it's so important to have someone who is looking at that other side of things for you, who's not just, you know, telling you, hey, go, you know, run 10 miles or whatever, but they're actually looking at that other side. They're looking at what your heart rate did. They look at, they're looking at, you know, how you were able to perform. They're looking at if your heart rate spiked up really high this time when it's typically not that high. And so they're able to see things and help you to prevent things beforehand too, and send you to your doctor too. You know? Yeah. Yes, send it out. I'm all about that. Exactly. Your knee hurts for one more day. I need you to go to PT or, you know, talk to your doctor. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And so it it takes a a team, you know, when you're having these health and wellness wellness goals, it's important that you're working as a team and working with your coach and coaches are are great because they are able to see that other side of things for you that you may not be able to see when you're at first into what you're trying to do. Yeah, I love that. I've I've been able to successfully work with several um, physical therapists who were working with other clients and they were just like, because we're seeing them every day and they see them once a week or once every two weeks. And so it's really nice to have that open discussion pathway with them. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yep, for sure. And now for someone who is just getting started or wanting to get started on a cycling journey to level up their fitness, what advice would you give to them? I think that, it, I mean, there's two ways you can go. If you're brand new, just starting to ride and finding some friends who ride with you. So uh, you can do that by looking in your, uh, like Googling locally about um, local riding clubs, cycling clubs, triathlon clubs, and joining some of their free tri- you know, trial rides sort of thing. Because I think most, first and foremost, it should be fun. Because if it's not fun, you're not going to do it. So find someone to ride with you. And then the other thing that really helps when you're just very beginner is ride a lot, right? Like ride what feels good for you and manageable, but going out three or four days a week and just riding now at a certain point, And that's different for everyone, depending on your, on your um, physical and uh, athletic background at a certain point though, just riding won't give you any sort of benefits anymore. You do get to a plateau. And so I always say to folks, like, I want you to love it first and just go out and ride. But when you start to feel like you're struggling with getting faster or you don't understand something, then I think it's important to hire, hire a coach or join a a program like a triathlon club that has a coach. And that's because you simply don't know what you don't know. And there's a lot of information out there that, well, I guess twofold. One, 
kind of, I want to say old school or more traditional coaches are still following like coaching methods from 20 years ago. And there are some coaches now who are really focused on the new science coming out about peri and postmenopausal women athletes, and which is where I kind of I fall. And I've trained a lot, uh, changed a lot of my my coaching methods to really focus on that. So when you're looking for a coach, look for somebody who is look who is coaching people in your stage of life, if that makes sense. So yeah, and what does make a great athlete doesn't always make a great coach. So, yeah, so I think it's really important then as women over 40, especially that you do find a coach who does have a background or experience with strength training and cycling or triathlon or, you know, running if that's what you want. But as women over 40, we cannot afford to ignore strength training, not just for like muscle but also bone density, as well as injury prevention. I have a personal story about injury prevention. I've been lifting weights consistently, like day in and day out. Well, I mean, on a schedule for, I would say five or six years now. Prior to that, I was cycling a lot. I didn't have time, I thought. So anyways, fast forward to about three months ago. It was a month before my big trip this year. I tripped in the gym and fell really hard on my butt. So old Marissa, I would have been back injured for a year, right? From that terrible, like fall, like feet up in the air, right on my hip, the whole thing. But current day Marissa has so strong. I had a bruise for two days and was fine. Now I literally sat there and was like, did I just mess up my whole vacation? I don't think I can sit on an airplane for 12 hours. Like, oh crap. But I, I credit the strength training that I've been doing day in and day out for five years with a quick recovery time and preventing to get really injured. Yeah. I'm just super excited about that. So to anyone out there who's over 40, just don't, don't, don't give in to not strength training because that's going to help you get where you want to go a little bit faster. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's even a, you know, a recommendation from the American Heart Association, from all of our, our health and medical associations that you incorporate. Uh, you know, the national recommendation is at least two days a week of strength training, but yep. that's because you're right. There is even at baseline, there are so many benefits for strength yeah. training as a, you know, accompanying our cardiovascular training that we, yeah. that we do. And if, and if people are, are worried about getting injured, invest in yourself for a couple of months with a personal trainer and have them work you through how to do the exercises because we don't need to do crazy crossfit crazy jumps or you know olympic style lifting but just really get down the basics like the five basics which would be like your squats your hinges your lunges pushing and pulling and then pushing overhead you're going to be just fine working with those and uh in fact, you're going to be better than fine working with those. But getting the confidence of getting that strength training down first will will take that athlete a long way down the road. Right. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that I love about what you said was the community aspect for that person, you know, who's just getting started. Community is so important. And a lot of what we do, you know, community gives us that sense of motivation. It gives us that sense of having people who are also able to validate our thoughts and our feelings and what we're doing. And when you are cycling, especially if you're outdoor cycling, it, it can get lonesome if you're just out on the road, you know, by yourself and community is a safety community 
yeah. you know, too, is, is helpful to have other uh, people there with you. So I agree with definitely reaching out, finding that community, whether it be a Facebook group or whether it be your local tri club or your local running group, mm-hmm. or even just the local, you know, moms at your kid's school. You can, you yeah. know, recently some moms Absolutely. at one of my kids' schools, they created a walking club. Okay. And so, I yeah, just get you a community and, and get out and, and go for it. Uh, so. Yeah, because bottom line, if it's not fun, you're not going to do it. And it's not, it gets not fun after a while with just going solo. Yeah. Right. Right. And what is one tip for that triathlete who has been in this, in this endurance world, but now they're moving up in age group and they're concerned about their change in body and performance. So what's that one tip you would give them? Oh, just one. Um, right. <laughs> There's so many. I know. So if you're moving up, you know, into the forties and, and or fifties and you're getting close or have just passed like menopause, I think the most important aspect is to, and I'm coming from like a physical performance perspective is focus on what your body can do. So how like, right, you can swim, you can run, you can walk, you can cycle, because we are all going to go through another transformation, right, where our bodies won't be the same, similar to like, like puberty, like you go from a child to like a young woman, you're, you're not going to go backwards in time. And that's a, you know, people selling you myths that you can go back to how you looked when you were 30 are just like toxic. So <laughs> I think it's important to focus on what you can do and focus on setting those new PRs, whatever that is for you. Maybe it's going a new distance or going slightly you know, faster in your bike, um, but really focusing on how your body can perform and not the, the number on the scale, right? The clothes that you are or are not wearing and other like traditional methods of measuring our worth, I would say. So, and, and I feel like coaches are not even, we're not per, like immune to this either. For example, I got myself onto a podium. It was a couple months ago and I was so excited. I had worked really hard. I was, I got second or something. And took pictures and I got my pictures back and I was like, Oh my God, I look so terrible. Do you know what I mean? Like, like right. you just yeah. look at that Instead and your immediate thought is like that, that moment yeah. of how great you did. How great. You right. Performed. Yeah. And we're not immune to that. So I immediately checked that thought and I was like, you're not 30 years old anymore either. Yeah. So I checked that thought and was like, you just raced. You're the, you know, like you were the oldest person in this race. You got yourself on the podium. Like, look at all the stuff that you're doing and pe- you're still doing and having success with. And I was like, yeah, look at that. I am badass. Yeah. But I'm just here to say like, it still happens to me too, right? Because, and I know better. So when you are getting older and we're going to go through this, um, I think it's really important to focus on what you can do. And then and then from there, you can decide, do I want to hire a coach who can help me through this transition? Or do I want to try to do it myself? And and all of that. But but focusing on what you can do and not, again, those those kind of more vanity goals is, is going to, I think, lead to better mental health, better physical outcomes, Uh, better relationships because you're not focusing on the thing you don't have anymore. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So really it's it's about giving yourself grace. And that's what a lot of what we do when we start to speak those negative thoughts and put those negative thoughts and feelings, then that actually does. It'll affect our performance. It'll affect what we eat. It'll affect whether we actually do go for that next workout. You're putting those negative Mm -hmm. thoughts in versus putting those positive thoughts and those positive affirmations. So yeah, absolutely. Our self grace goes along. Yeah. I have two, I have two more little coachisms. Can I share them? They kind of go along with it. One is, um, go for it. 
Awesome. I have one that I share. Well, I share both of them within the first month of working with all my new athletes. And number one is so like we prepare for when shit goes sideways, when life happens. And to do that, I just want you to let it go. Whatever you were supposed to do that day, just let it go. But try to take all that whatever you're feeling, shame about not getting it done or um, frustration about, you know, stuff going sideways and funnel it into tomorrow and just try not to miss two days in a row because consistency is going to be better than random intensity 100% of the time. So just try not to miss two days in a row is, is one coachism. And then the other one is my, uh, I just call it like just show up method, but the win for you in that first month of getting back into it, even if you've been a triathlete or a cyclist forever, if you've had a break, getting back into it, the, the method to do that is just show up. So I don't care if you do the workout. I don't care if you only do half of it. I just want you to get it started. And that's it because it does a lot for your brain and your habit building. Yeah. But those, I want you, I want the bar to success to be so low that you can't help but hit it um, because all those successes build on each other. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's, the, oh, that's the two perfect. tips I got. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll tell my little brief story. I know there've been times where, you know, I'll have a workout to do and I'm like, oh gosh, I, I don't feel like doing this today, but I will say you're right. Just getting started. Cause typically after I do that first mile, then I'm, I'm in it, you know, yeah. <laughs> at that point, my, my total mindset has changed. It's like, okay, I, I feel so much better now, but sometimes just getting that first foot getting started. is the hard part. So if you just tell yourself, I'm going to get started and see how I feel, maybe even after 10 minutes or 15 minutes, and then I'll reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Typically, you're going to feel much better and just go for it at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Marissa. I, I love your passion. You know, I told you that. <laughs> yeah. So I was so excited to have you um, share. So just tell my audience, how can they connect with you? Well, thank you so much for having me on. I likewise, we could talk for hours. <laughs> we could just do a podcast of us talking. For right. Hours. <laughs> um, I can be reached on my uh, website. So it's actionfitnessandcoaching.com and that's AXN fitness and coaching all one word. So actionfitnessandcoaching.com where you can see all of the programs we have to offer. I even just created a little everything page so you can check everything out there. We have things from just downloadable programs all the way through our flagship 12 week coaching program. But also I'm on Instagram at marissa.axel. Um, and then I want, if anyone wants um, the freebie, I love putting together, it's a jumpstart your cycling program. So if you are like used to training in a certain way and can't quite wrap your mind around what Marissa is talking about with all of this training and rest. And then I encourage you to just download it because it'll show you um, a three week program of how to start, how to get going, including the workouts. And that is on our website. So actionfitnessandcoaching.com. And then if you want the, the link, probably will be in the show notes, but it's also in the little header of our website. So awesome. awesome. Yeah. I'd love yeah, to have you download it. Yeah, I will put all of that in the show notes for our audience. Appreciate um, it. Out there. So thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Like, thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. And y'all, if you anyone has questions, hit me up in the DMs. I'm happy to answer. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube 
and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The Essence of Health is in you. Oh,